10 Ways to Get Your Anger Under Control is brought to you by the Mayo Clinic. You can find more information about the Mayo Clinic at www.mayoclinic.org. Could I maybe get that headset, please? Do not raise your voice to me, sir. I wasn't raising my voice. Okay, just calm down. I am calm. I just want my headset. Sir, our country is going through a very difficult time right now, and if you're not going to cooperate... Oh, no, I'm going to cooperate. My plan is to get the headset from you, watch the movie, and laugh in a very cooperative way. Is there a problem here, sir? I, I don't think so. Can you come to the back of the plane with me so we can have a talk? A talk about what? There's not a problem. The flight attendant keeps ignoring me when I ask... Calm down. I am calm. What is it with you people? You people. Oh, now, wait a minute. I don't mean you people. I mean you people. Sir, I will not tolerate any racist behavior on the plane. This is a very difficult time for our country. I I know that. I'm not a racist. I just want to watch the movie. I'm only going to say this one more time, sir. Calm down. I'm calm! You're listening to that Sober Guy podcast on Recovery Radio. Living one day at a time for a sober, healthy, happy life. For more information, visit www.thatsoberguy.com. And now, let's start the show. This episode of the podcast is brought to you by That Sober Guy Media. Go to thatsoberguy.com, click on the live meetings tab, and register for the next online recovery support group meeting. On Sundays, 9 a.m. Today we're going to talk about anger, but I came across some information today from the Azure Acres special folder, as I like to call it, with a ton of great information on recovery and a lot of the tools and things I used when I was in recovery to help get me through it and to continue on living a life of sobriety and a positive life. And so this is one of them that I came across and it starts, it says, do you find yourself fuming when someone cuts you off in traffic? Does your blood pressure go through the roof when your child won't cooperate? Yes. Gosh, that's, that's been a, a big issue that myself and my wife have been dealing with lately. Our five-year-old, she's a great little girl. But she's at that stage where she just tests and tests and you tell her something and she just, she won't do it all the time. Sometimes she does. Depends what mood you catch her in, I guess. I guess just like anybody. So that's definitely something that I'm working on doing better at is acting on um, or not acting on my emotions and acting on the logic of things. So anyways, it says anger is normal and an even healthy condition, but learning how to deal with it in a positive way is important. Uncontrolled anger can make you and other people feel lousy. If your outbursts, rages, and frustrations are negatively affecting relationships with family, friends, coworkers, or even complete strangers, it's time to learn some anger management skills. Anger management techniques are a proven way to help change the way you express your anger. 10 tips to help get your anger under control. Number one, take a time out. Although it may seem cliche, counting to 10 before reacting can really diffuse your temper. 
Number two, get some space. Take a break from the person you're angry with until your frustrations subside a bit. My wife and I have practiced this one. We've gotten better at it. Definitely not perfect at it. It's hard to do. It does work. You know, you're in that moment. You're very emotional. You're saying things that you don't mean. And you're getting defensive at what the other person's saying. And deep down, you know they don't mean it, but it still might hurt your feelings. It might piss you off. Um, You know, this is the time when you say, hey, I'm going to take a walk. Okay, and back to number one about the, the counting to 10, that is a really good tool too. Even though, like it says, it, I mean, it, it is cliche a bit, um, but the thing is, is that it allows you to stop and think with the front part of your brain instead of thinking on, on the emotional part, um, you know, on, that, on that, that subconscious, I guess, part of your brain that's just reacting instead of thinking and then logically acting on the the current situation, what your response is going to be, or what is the best solution to the problem that you're going through. Take a time out, definitely good, and then get some space. Go on a walk. Uh, do something to give yourself a little break so you can think and really assess the situation before you just react on it and get yourself in trouble. So number three, once you're calm, express your anger. It's healthy to express your frustration in a non-confrontational way. Stewing about it can make the situation worse. And I would definitely agree with that. Uh, It's it's healthy to to say, look, I, you know, this, this certain thing really, really pisses me off. It really makes me upset. And here's why. Let me tell you why, you know, instead of blowing up, you know, and explode, I mean, that's, that's the environment that I grew up in. And I'm sure a lot of us out there have have had that experience, maybe growing up or maybe even in their own home. And and I have to say too that I have done that before as well. It's embarrassing to say it, but it's the truth. You know, I've blown up many times. I'm sure all of us at one point or another have blown up. And it always goes back to, you know, well, at least for me, it always goes back to, man, this is just like when I grew up. And so that helps to kind of keep me in check and say, you know, damn it, I can't do that. And I need to really think about this. Um, but once we calm down from that initial emotional reaction, then it's okay to tell your partner or your friend or your, your uh, business associate, whoever you're dealing with, look, this is what pisses me off and this is why. And then you can have an adult conversation you know, communicate with each other feelings. That's how you work things out and that's how you get through things and that's how we grow. So number four, get some exercise. Damn, that's huge. That's huge. I'm a bit of a psycho on this lately. Up at 4 a.m., um, getting my exercise, my, um, my, my weightlifting, my healthy eating habits, uh, these types of things can really provide an outlet for your emotions. And uh, especially if you're having a bad day, you're going through something and you feel like you're about to just blow your top, um, you know, go for a walk, go for a run, uh, go for a swim, lift some weights, uh, go play some basketball, shoot some hoops or something. And speaking of going for a swim, man, we, we took the kids to the pool last night and swimming is hard, man. Swimming is like, that takes muscles that 
just if you're if you're not on point doing them on the daily i was swimming a little bit last night and i could just feel it like in in my back and in your shoulders and there's different muscles in there that you're not going to get you know just by lifting weights or just jogging or whatever that's some crazy shit so if um you know if you if you're feeling like you're you're just going to explode you know get some exercise walk run weights swim shoot some hoop whatever Number five, think carefully before you say anything. Otherwise, you're likely to say something you regret. How many of us have done this? You say something and then you feel terrible about it. And now, especially for for us guys out there, if it's wives, now you got to apologize for like 10 years because you know she's going to remember that shit, you know, seven, eight, nine, 10 years down the road. She's going to remember that it happened on a Tuesday at 4.37 in the afternoon, you were standing in the kitchen, you were pouring a glass of water, and you you told me this, because she's going to remember that shit. They got photographic memories. So, you know, and I, I say that kind of lightheartedly, but seriously, be careful. Be careful about this. Think about it before we say something. And uh, it, it can be helpful to write down what you want to say so that you can stick you know, to those issues later on. So if, if you kind of stop and you, you know, you go for your walk or you get some exercise, you take a breath, whatever it is that, that you need to do. And then you do have a little bit of time to take a pen and throw it on some paper and say, you know, this is how I'm feeling. This is what I want to stick to when I talk to this person, um, you know, and kind of, kind of look at it. And then that'll help. Even if you're angry, you know, it'll help you to not get sidetracked from the the initial issue of what you're trying to deal with and not go off track. Because how many times have 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 we experienced you start with a little problem, you know, that maybe you're discussing, maybe it's finances. That's always a big one in people's lives and people's marriages and people's businesses. So you start with a, a little a little issue, you know, maybe a finance issue that you're trying to work out and then Boom, before you know it, in, in 10 minutes, it's exploded into this whole other argument or whole other disagreement or, um, you know, whole other situation that, that really doesn't even stem from the original problem. So it's important for us to stay very conscious of that and think uh, carefully before we really say anything. Number six, identify solutions to the situation. Instead of focusing on what made you mad, work with the person who angered you to resolve the issue at hand. Uh, so that just to me, that just goes back to communicating. You've got to communicate with each other. We need to show empathy too and be able to put ourselves in the other person's shoes. That's always a good one that helps too. You know, especially coming from us who are alcoholics and addicts, everything is about us, 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 us for a lot, a lot of the time of our lives when we're, when we're still drinking and and using drugs and being stupid and doing dumb things, everything's about us. It's a very selfish disease. So if we're able to kind of step out of that and put ourselves in the shoes of other people, especially when we're in confrontation with them, whether it just be something small or whether it be a, a big issue, it's very easy for us to be able to communicate our point to them if we're able to see it from their point of view too because it, it allows us to open that line of communication in a healthy manner and express it to them 
in a way that's that's not going to come off as being a dick, you know, flat out. You know, you, you have to do things respectfully. There's a way to do things and there's a way to do things like a dick. And and we don't want to do that. Number seven, use I statements when describing the problem. This will help you to avoid criticizing or placing blame, which can, which can make the other person angry or resentful and increase tension. So uh, maybe for an example, you would say, I... This is why I don't like what you're doing because this is how it makes me feel. Instead of just saying, you're not da-da-da-da-da, you know, or you're not doing this or you're not doing that. Da-da-da-da-da. What a dumb fucking line, huh? I still say that sometimes. Da-da-da-da-da. That's the dumbest thing ever. I'm going to remind myself not to ever, ever say that again. But you get the point, right? We want to we want to express why we're upset, not throwing that critic that criticism towards the person and just calling them out on what's pissing us off. Let's tell them why it's pissing us off or why it's making us upset or sad or whatever your emotion is. Number eight, don't hold a grudge. If you can forgive the other person, it'll help you both. It's unrealistic to expect everyone to behave exactly as you want. This is a huge one about grudge holding. How many of us have grudges that we're holding in right now that affect us on the daily? Because you might forget it for a couple of days, but deep down, deep, deep down, it's in the back of that brain and it just sits there and it lingers, it lingers there for a while. And you know, you, you, you kind of just, you don't think about it often, but it's still there. Well, believe it or not, that, that little thing that sits back there, those grudges, those resentments that we hold, they sit there and they affect us. Whether or not we're consciously aware that they're there, you know, affecting us, they are. And so that's why it's important to, to deal with the resentments, with the grudges that we're holding as soon as possible, as soon as possible. Those getting those things out and off of our chest, whether you're, you need to apologize to somebody or somebody needs to apologize to you, you're not always going to get that apology from that person, or you're not always going to get the way that you see it the way that you want them to react, you, you may never get that. So rather than sit there and hold that grudge, maybe it's time to just accept the fact that that's the way that it is. And you know what? Holding this grudge and being pissed off is affecting me much more in a negative manner versus me just standing up and being the bigger person and saying, you know what? I forgive that person. I'm going to let that go. And and, and, and just let it be. It is what it is. You're not going to do anything about it. So let it go. And now you can move on and you can put that, that energy that was used to hold that grudge towards something positive and grow with yourself. And another thing, don't go to bed holding a grudge or don't go to bed angry with your spouse. That's one that I've, you know, I've, I've been told many times and Jess and I, we really try, you know, to, to not do that, to, resolve the situation before bedtime. And, you know, I'd, I'd say as of lately, we've definitely gotten better at that. And it's the dumbest thing. You never know what can happen in life. And uh, you, you want to resolve any situation as soon as possible. Number nine, use humor to release tensions. Lightening up a situation can help diffuse tension. Don't be sarcastic as it can hurt feelings and make things even worse or piss somebody off and get you punched in the face, try to lighten up a little bit. You know, uh, Seth, Seth told me this. Hey, Ben, hey, 
He said, hey, bub, is it really that serious? I, I don't remember what I was bitching about one day or complaining about. He just said, is it really that serious? I kind of thought about it, and it's like, no, I mean, not really. You know, we, we really tend to to dwell on things sometimes. And in certain in certain instances, it's really not that big of a deal. So if you can kind of learn to laugh at a situation, if, if it really isn't that big of a deal, and kind of make light of it, it's definitely going to help release some of that tension and not make somebody so angry. And the last one, number 10, practice relaxation skills. Learning skills to relax and de-stress can also help control your temper when it may flare up. Practice deep breathing exercises. Visualize a relaxing scene or repeat a calming word or phrase to yourself, such as take it easy. One that I use is the serenity prayer. I practice that often. And in fact, I just, uh, just in an email I wrote out, um, I, I had mentioned the serenity prayer in it. And I said, it usually goes like this. God, grant me the serenity to not punch this motherfucker right in his face. But for real, sometimes you feel like that. And if that's what it takes for you to not punch somebody right in their face because you're pissed off, you got to stop and sit back and say, God, grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, the courage to change the things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. Take a breath for a minute. That's what a gentleman does. That's what a man does. That's what a woman does. That's what a good human being does. We sit back and we critically think. Other proven ways to ease anger include listening to music, writing in a journal, meditating, exercising, yoga. There's all types of different activities that you can do to relax your mind. It's a very important thing. Thanks for listening. Go to thatsoberguy.com and check out the live meetings at the live meetings tab. Please leave us a rating or review on iTunes as it helps rank the podcast and helps more people find us. Have a great day. You never know when it's going to be your last. Peace, love, respect, and good luck. This has been another episode of That Sober Guy Podcast on Recovery Radio with Shane Kramer. For more information, visit www.thatsoberguy.com or you can email Shane at sobriety at thatsoberguy.com. Thanks again for listening and enjoy a sober, healthy, happy life.